Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. My name is West, and I am joined by my good friend, Brooks. Hello. And Kara. Hello. And this is episode three of our podcast. Um, it's little housekeeping stuff from the top. Uh, if you are new to our podcast, Tungsten Originals is a multi-platform production company. And basically, our goal is to celebrate young creators like ourselves. Um, we are actually recording this on the day that we posted our very first podcast, and we want to thank everyone for listening and giving us such great feedback. Um, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. We also, a week ago, when this is posted, released episode one of our Element series with Darcy Aders. So definitely go check that out as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just did like all that in one breath. <laughs> I, I just needed a break. His face is like bright pink. Yeah, right it now. really is. His face turned into a balloon. <laughs> you just hear a thud and it's just me like falling over. Um, so, what are we talking about today, Wesley? All right, Brooks. Don't call me Wesley. That's not West. Like <laughs> West. Okay, that's talk about a Excuse peak me, right there. Um, is it that? West or is it like Wes? Because I can't, I don't know, you know? Or is it Weast? <laughs> It's actually uh, Dan, so. I fucking quit. <laughs> I'm out of here, baby. <laughs> so um, on this, well, not first episode, but on this episode, we wanted to talk about um, what we would be doing if we weren't filmmakers and creatives and people who want to post things to the internet. Yes. Um, who wants to start us off? I can start us off. Well, I, I'd like to ramble for a moment. Ramble, Brooks. Uh, I don't know what I'd be doing because <laughs> yeah, I, <feel> that. <laughs> I went through so many like phases as a kid, at least like I, I'm, I'm always get made fun of from my family, you know, jokingly that like I was the one that did everything was dare I say good at everything, but quit everything <laughs> like, like sports in particular, like I'd play a sport and like, I'd be pretty good. And then I'd just leave when <laughs> things got interesting, I guess. Nice. I did. Are you going to do that with us? Yes. Okay, sweet. Sooner or later. Why I left Tungsten. <laughs> I the did. only video on our YouTube channel. <laughs> I just did weird stuff. Like, I used to do cup stacking. Like, I was so into cup stacking. Oh, Remember man. the speed oh, stacking yeah. cups? Like, like, intensely? Like, were you one of the people that, like, recorded themselves? Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, w I wanted to be, like, the world record person. And, like, I one of my idols as a kid was Emily Fox, who was, like, <laughs> the lead girl in speed stacking wow. when I was young. And like I would do that, you you know what endo boards are? Yeah, kind like, of. Like I think. the boards on the wheel, like on yeah. the little oh, bowl, yeah, yeah. and trying like it's like the circus thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to get on that and cup stack <laughs> oh, at the same my time. God. <laughs> I know exactly what I want to do for my first video now. Is okay. I want to get drunk and I want you to teach me how to cup stack. Oh, that's good. <laughs> good idea. That's good content just... right there. <laughs> but yeah, I just did everything, and I I don't think I, I knew what I wanted to do. Actually, oh yeah, I wanted to be an actor. Uh, Y'all saw some of my acting. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, I did uh, in seventh grade. I wanted to be an actor so bad, and I did some uh, like PSA videos <laughs> for in Mississippi. For oh yeah, I forgot that they were in Mississippi. Like after school specials, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like one of them was like for weed and drinking. <laughs> And I was the kid that brought the weed to the to yeah. the party in the middle of the woods, like yeah, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi. Yeah, and then my other one, which I actually found recently, which it was the one that I couldn't find before. Mm -hmm. I tried to show y'all. It's about huffing, like sniffing glue and stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and you're like how old? Like thirteen? Yeah. Huffing? Yeah. Well, no, I was at. <laughs> god, it's so. It's really something else, which I had never thought was even bad. Huffing. 
I didn't know it was called huffing. It, okay, so I, I just have to tell you this real quick. Like, okay. So the scene is, it's me and this girl and then this other guy. So just like playing a video game. And yeah. this other guy's reading a book. And this girl uh, just keeps on beating me in this game. And I'm just getting frustrated and I can't handle it. And then she beats me again and I have to recite this thing that she likes to hear. Weirdly sexual. This like, thing she likes to hear. Yeah, what does like, that mean? Like you were the best Slayer player in the th- in the whatever. And like, I am yours. And she would be like, hmm, louder. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It was so weird. And then this... The other guy on the couch after that happens. I just want to know when huffing comes into play. Uh, right yeah. now it's it's just... right now. Oh, okay. He says, he he looks over and and uh, the girl's like, do you want to play? And he's like, no. You guys want to get air blasted? <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, what? And he goes, you know, moon gas. <laughs> what? And he's talking about sniffing Sharpies. Like, it's not Oh, anything. wow. Okay. And... Oh my god! Moon I, gas. That's yeah, amazing. I found it right before I left Colorado, and I still have it. We'll, we'll have to watch this. Moon gas is my favorite early two thousands punk band. <laughs> <laughs> like, what even is that? Wow! But I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I basically crushed that. You know. Yeah. Here we yeah. are. Where, where else do you go from there? Yeah. So you had to change <laughs> so it up. You had. To. You had breached the top of your career. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, I'll just do the camera stuff. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just direct whatever. Yeah, it's not even that big of a deal. Cup stacking is such a weird sport. If you can, I guess it's a sport. Not to offend the you cup could, stacking community, you could say it's a sport. I think it requires agility. I think yeah. anything that oh, it definitely requires does. agility is like a. It's just activity. like one of the, yeah. It's yeah. like one of those things. It's definitely like, an activity. <laughs> yeah, it's like more of a sport than gaming, but not as much as a sport as like football. You know? Yeah. It's in there. Yeah. yeah. Some people say gaming is a sport. The gaming community would not be happy. I know. With what but, you, you know, it's just stop. It's yeah. not a sport. <laughs> I think we're too early on in our career to be offending gamers right now. I think so. When you offend, Look, when you offend the gamers, yeah, we don't want the gamers against us. Yeah. That'd be rough. I kind of do, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I you want the gamers against you? I my statement. <laughs> Let's like do want to go against the game. We're too Let's late. do an anti-gaming podcast. Okay, great. Awesome. Do you guys game? No. I used Neither. to play some competitive well, COD. Yeah, yeah. Wes did. That was I'm his. Sure did. That was his entertainment debut. Yeah, but, it really was. Yeah, which is a perfect segue. So, yes, um, take it away. what I would be doing, I also don't really know because, like, this I can't really imagine doing anything else. Yeah, but I don't really know either. Yeah. Once I heard about um, the user experience design major at SCAD, which the next episode of Element, which comes out a week after this is posted, is with my roommate from freshman year, Nick Pellegrino, and he's a UXD major. Once I heard about that, like, I think if I wasn't film, I would be studying user experience design because I'm really interested in tech and, like, how apps work Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's definitely too... Uh, like I don't know how much coding is involved, but if there's any, it's too many, too much for me. I'm pretty sure there's some. Coding <laughs> I'm sure there's involved. some coding yeah. involved. Yeah. So probably not that. I used to want to be like a pilot because my grandfather was a pilot in oh, World cool. War II. So I really wanted to get my like pilot's license at 16 because you can get your pilot's license before your driver's license. Shit. Yeah, and like your <laughs> single so engine. Weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And I was gonna do that for the longest time. I've wanted to be a talk show host. Oh yeah, of course that'd be so much forever. Fun. Yeah. I've wanted to do that, but yeah, I mean it's one of those things where it's like I can't imagine doing anything else, which I think is a, is a good way to be. Yeah, I think it is. But uh, I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing, you know. So it, it, and I'm not it, good at anything else, <laughs> and I'm only kind of good at this. So. When you were considering like school stuff, did you yeah. ever consider like 
going into anything else at school or was it always something film related? It was always film because mm-hmm. I made my first short film in 2014 and I graduated high school in 2016. And mm-hmm. I like, so I went to this school um, in Mississippi called the Mississippi School of Mathematics and Science, which is like a boarding school on a college campus. And so I was taking like, you know, advanced math and science classes and English classes, like mm-hmm. kind of college level stuff. And I was just not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just didn't like interest me. It didn't, you know, grab my attention. And I just really did not want to do that forever. So that like really solidified like, okay, I'm going to go to go to film school because that's like what I want to do. You know, sure. I, I could have gone and gotten like a liberal arts degree, like English or something. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely a topic of discussion in my household <laughs> with my parents, yeah. you know, um, instead of like pigeonholing myself in film. But it just like I I couldn't do anything else for four years. You know, I just wanted to just go and do it. Were you guys good in school? I... Like high school? I mean, like you said, you were taking advanced classes, so I'm yeah. sure you were pretty solid. Well, or the other way. <laughs> when I was at... Uh, I mean, did you make B's and A's? Um... Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. so. Like you were when fine. I, well, don't, when I was don't give me this false <laughs> yeah, model. No, no, no. no, no someone I who almost, almost failed high school. <laughs> don't give me this. <laughs> I almost failed high school because of um, with uh, B's and A's. No, because of AP Calculus one. Like I almost couldn't graduate from MSMS. I got a sixty nine point seven. They In rounded AP me Calculus up. though, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that's... it almost did me in. I was terrified. It's <laughs> horrible. I did good in school. <laughs> yeah. Awful. I did good in school, but I was, like, lumped in with people who were way smarter than me. Oh, so, like, I was yeah. the smart kid with, like, the average people. But when I got lumped in with the smart kids, I was, like, the dumb one. Mm-hmm. I know exactly so, what you mean. But I did, like, really good in, like, English and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. surprisingly well in, like, chemistry. And then physics I passed because that was my lacrosse coach. No. Um, <laughs> nice. And he was just nice to me. But... Um, <laughs> Math was horrible. Math was rough. Really, really rough. Everything yeah. was rough. But um, when I was at my home high school, it was like a breeze because no one cared. But then I went to MS. It was basically the same thing. Like I was one of the smart ones at my home high school, and then I went to MSMS, which is eleventh and twelfth grade school, and I was more towards the middle slash bottom. Um, it was only eleventh and twelfth for yeah. the whole school. Yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, it's um. It's like a charter school, I guess, and it's public. Yeah. You do have to pay. It's only like five hundred dollars a semester, but that's just like room and board because mm-hmm. you have a dorm and everything. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's the best best high school in the state of Mississippi. Oh yeah. And it not mm-hmm. to go on a tangent, but they need to fund it because it's like underfunded severely. So, guys, if you want to help us out, yeah, uh, give us money. Not shoot the school. a check to uh, MSMSNBC. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. We're Alabama. Go to MSMSNBC.com/slash Tungsten Originals. Thanks for joining us, guys. We're having a great time here. We're having a great time. Carol, what about you? What would you do? Had you not been filming? Um. <laughs> Welcome to young school. So I applied to two colleges when I. Like and SCAD was like my top choice, or okay. where we are. What's the other one? Um, Florida State University. <laughs> okay. Which I really FSU baby. Yeah. FSU. Did not want to go there. Talanasty. Oh, got him. Highest STD rate. I was about probably to say that. join a sorority. Oh, I could not imagine you in a sorority. Yeah. I can, and it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's like rough. a horrible, horrible thing. But um, <laughs> no, I think if I wasn't doing film. 
I would probably have have an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I think if I wasn't doing film, I probably would have um, gone into like I want to think that I would have gone and followed like the how I was kind of good at chemistry. Okay, but I probably into chemistry. Probably not. That oh. I just would like to think that's where I would have yeah. gone. <laughs> I probably like to think you had been a scientist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think no, I think I originally when I was like really little I wanted to be a pediatrician because when I was okay. little I spent a lot of time in hospitals. And so I was like really like I want to help people, like people yeah. help mm-hmm. me. And so that makes sense, but then looking at like all the females in my family, they're all social workers or teachers. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I'm and they're very caring people, and I think I would be a really good like kindergarten teacher or social worker. So I probably would have gone into that yeah, I'd say and, so. and helped out like with like mothers with like um, domestic violence and like stuff like that because that's what my grandma did, and I really like that. Wow. Um, <laughs> Brooks and I are like I don't know <laughs> something to, something to help the world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and then you know I, this is gonna sound dumb, but like you when you go and see like psychics or like people who like read auras or read hands mm-hmm. or whatever they're. Every time I go to one of those things, they're like, you're supposed to take care of people, like, no matter what. And I was like, okay. Wow. How often do you go to these things? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's a weekly occurrence. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, like, just random people will tell you those things. I don't know if you've never had that experience. Never gone to a psychic. and I've okay. gotten all different answers because. Oh, really? Because it's well, yeah. pseudoscience. Because. <laughs> It's usually Cause it's not, not that real. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. Fake. But I've gotten the same thing with caring for people every time. So yeah, like, my mom cool. could tell you that because of your personality. Oh, that's yeah. That's called having a caring personality. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. But <laughs> No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> You'd be like one of those. Which is a compliment. Like, I'm I'm trying to compliment you. would be like one of those, uh, like, cult leaders yeah. who, like, convinces people that he's, uh, <laughs> like, all-knowing. Like, yeah. I feel like someone in the crowd has lost someone and then someone stands up and says I have lost someone and everyone just yeah exactly brilliant yeah brilliant I feel like you've lost oh <laughs> uh, are you in my brother are you in, yes you're br- yes that good <laughs> you've lost your brother that's it no but I think it would be a teacher or a social worker but nice it's very very good that's uh, why I want to go into documentary work mostly okay mm-hmm. so it gotcha. can help people yeah, you saying that, like that reminded me. I used to, when I was very young, wanted to be like Steve Irwin. Did anyone else have a Steve Irwin obsession? No, I, mean, I like, got. I, I mean, I got sad when he him. died. I was like, this well, I wasn't. Is sad. I mean, well, yeah, join the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a national treasure. I didn't know what his title was, but I just wanted to run around and mess with animals, pretty much. <laughs> he was an alligator <laughs> wrangler, right? It was, is that his title? I think, no, that was one of the things he did. I yeah. thought that was like his main thing. He was like, well, he was he was the crocodile hunter, crocodile which hunter. we have on VHS, mm. oh, really? cinema classic. That's hot. That's um, a hot movie. <laughs> to go off what <laughs> Brooks was saying before, though, like I feel like I was the opposite of what you were saying, where you were good at things, but you mm-hmm. tried a bunch of them. I was really bad at everything I tried. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did acting. I don't know if you guys oh, can imagine wow. what me. 13 years old acting would be uh, like. Actually, I totally can't. But <laughs> it couldn't be that bad, right? Oh, well, I auditioned for an art school for acting and got turned down. And my parents made me, I remember this so clearly, like stand up and do a monologue for Thanksgiving in front of everyone. And after I did that monologue, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> was was like, it a dramatic monologue? It was about Snow White. What? I don't. 
I don't Were you Snow White or was it just about Snow White? Yeah. It was about Snow White. I don't remember anything about Whoa. it. I think I blocked it out like yeah, it pretty weird. intensely. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> but no, yeah, like that and sports. It was like pretty medi- mediocre. Yeah. Painting, mediocre. Mm-hmm. Music, mediocre. We're getting there. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Still mediocre, but sticking with <laughs> but it. you like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that's, good. That's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters most. Truly. Now that we know what we would be but are never going to actually be <laughs> doing if we weren't doing filmmaking, what was like the moment when you decided you were interested in being an artist or a filmmaker? Like, what was the inciting incident for you guys? Inciting incident. I Brooks, was take the, it away. Well, I was told by an oracle that I was the chosen one. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? Not even that, even. I wow. didn't have any competition. It was great. Oh, wow. I, my parents always told me I was the favorite, so nice. I knew I was bound for something. <laughs> no. I was uh, I was in high school, junior year, and I didn't, I didn't even think about what I wanted to do then. <laughs> but I had this idea of maybe wanting to get into filmmaking after I saw Drive in eighth grade, actually. Yeah, my timeline is murky. But, uh, murky, murky. But I really wanted to film something, and... Uh, I didn't have like the budget or the talent to do anything <laughs> fictional. Uh, so, okay, yeah. Uh, my high school coincidentally had the best soccer team in the nation. Actually, the best soccer team. Holy shit! In the in the United States. Hot damn! And so I was like, I'll make a documentary about them because they're definitely going to win state this year. So I followed them around with a camera for the entire season and made them like a documentary. And that was the first thing I ever did. Whoa! And it was just you doing this. Mm-hmm. Wow! It was so easy too. Like man, what camera not, was it? Uh, Canon. Oh, I forgot. Like was a I little using? DSLR. I think no. I I started using one of the school's cameras. Okay. Like a Rebel. And then oh, nice. My mom said that I could use her uh, 60. Nice. And so I shot it all on that in a like a like a cheap shotgun mic, not even like a Rode or anything. yeah. And I edited it, and then like it was pretty good. I mean, like it's amateur for sure. Yeah. But like, and I haven't watched it in like four or five years but like <laughs> you know I look back on it fondly and uh, yeah. and it got great feedback and you know I just I was like cool I can I have some sort of ability in this field so yeah. I suppose I'll keep on with it did you like go to the school and say is it okay if I tag along you know like how yeah, big was your school I think a thousand okay. thousand boys all boys Catholic school a thousand boys two gals mm-hmm Two gals. <laughs> Very awkward for them. I feel so yeah. bad for them all the time. But uh, it was, I mean, it was so fun and easy. And it, the reason why I say it was easy is because, like, it, what, people always ask that, like, oh, you did it alone? That's amazing. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. People always say that. And it's like, the hardest, if you could do something alone, that's the easiest thing you could do. Filming something with people, like having to negotiate and work with other people. That's the hard part. That's true. When you mix creativity with other people, the the chances that we're all gonna have the same ideas about everything are slim to none. Yeah, that's so true. So when it's just you with one camera and then you edit the whole thing, there's no collaboration, no arguments to be had with anyone. Mm-hmm. You just do your thing. So But okay, this is a good tie in then, like collaboration as an artist. Yeah. Like, I value that. Like, that's something that I love about the filmmaking process is not being an individual, but, mm-hmm. like, creating one unit of mm-hmm. individual. I love it, and too. It's just not – it's not easy. It's definitely – like, but that's what makes it 
fun. Exactly. Yeah. Like how it, difficult it yeah. is. Because when it works, it's it like works. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Yeah, collaboration is, I, I think it's the best and worst thing about anything. Because yeah. like that, that can make and break, make or break anything. Yeah. I mean like the right people doing the right things. That's why being alone is so easy. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's just you. Yeah, it's not like, like, I always say this, like film is like the most industry business like art there is because it yeah. just is. I mean, like it's not, you know, just you getting a canvas and some paints and just splashing them on there. It's like you have to have a permit to do that and you have to pay money to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, and yeah. you don't have the money to do that. You can't afford the canvas. Mm-hmm. So you got to go somewhere and pray that they maybe say yes to buying the canvas for you. Yeah. Then you got to sell the canvas and it's got to make what? 30 times more, more money than yeah. they gave you. If you want to get another canvas. Yeah, yeah. if you want to get another canvas and get some more paint. That's so yeah. true. You're like investing your whole life into a project every time you start a film project. No matter how big or small, it's like slowly and incrementally like working towards something larger. And then once you get to that big project, it's like, well, if this doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. everything's kind of over at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe which, I should reconsider. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I feel like I can't just like, let's just make a short film for the weekend. Let's just film it on our phones. Like films always just in my mind have to be like this huge thing because it's such a process. Like I can't just get a six by six, not to like diminish painting or visual arts or whatever, yeah. but like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the stakes are higher but I, I mean I could be wrong but they are for sure know. for sure I think I, it just and it's not against it's not like make it it doesn't make better or worse than any other art definitely it's just that it's a lot more labor intensive yeah. yeah I think a really cool thing about this podcast and especially like the element episodes is going to be figuring out how other artists deal with their own like hurdles that they have to jump over because yeah. I think we're very like we know exactly the film hurdles that we're going to have to eventually face or have already faced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't know what like a painter has to go through or like with Darcy's interview, what a photographer has to go through with mm-hmm. social media and stuff like that. Like we don't yeah. know those until we're able to talk to people about them. So that's kind of really interesting yeah. Yeah. about what we're going to be able to find out through this process. Yeah. It's been great to get other perspectives because we kind of work in one area and like, I mean, like I said, I, I'm just like interested in UXD, but I've never even begun to think about designing an app and I could never like even begin to process how one could do that. Yeah. So to interview Nick and he, and that's just like what he does is mm-hmm. like a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, it's, re- it's really cool. It's pretty yeah. mind boggling. Like, it really what people is. Here yeah. make. I couldn't crazy. even fathom doing anything, anything ever. <laughs> Honestly. I feel that, hundred <laughs> percent. Brooks is just laying in a bed right now. He's not even in the studio. He's yeah. just like, not, yeah. <laughs> this is over Skype. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, this is a Skype call. <laughs> Another thing about arts like that, where it's it can it can be like one person, like with painting, you really don't have anything. Like you really are starting from zero. But like if I pulled out a camera right now, like we're we're in a location, mm-hmm. we have y'all could be characters. Like we're kind of not starting from zero. No. You know what I mean? And that's another reason why I think animation is so impressive because they start off with just like nothing and they have to create everything. Like if mm-hmm. we went to go film in Forsyth Park, um, which is a park in Savannah, like we don't have to add in park sounds. They're just there. Yeah. And we just record it. We're mm-hmm. just like capturing what's already there. Right. Um, and I mean, obviously different forms have different challenges, but I don't know. I don't envy people who have to start off with like literally nothing. 
I don't envy it, but I, I think I admire it so much. Exactly. Like it's so. I think that painting is one of the more romantic forms of art. Yeah. Because yeah. you really do start with absolutely nothing. Film yeah. you. You're shooting things that exist. Yeah. So I want to interview a painter. Can we get yeah, a painter on? Hell I really yeah. want to talk to one. I told Hell you. Yeah. I told you all about one that I want to get. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Let's get her. We'll get her. We'll get her. <laughs> Next Pretty episode peak. on how Sneak to peak. kidnap a person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think painting is super romantic, and like, it, it, but at the same time, it's hard to say. And if if I believed it to be true that some arts are harder than others i would say so but yeah it's i don't think you can compare different arts in terms of like oh it's harder you can say one is more labor intensive maybe yeah. cuz that could be quantified but like yeah when it comes to how hard it is because it is art it's not it's so circumstantial yeah and like art is bloody and nasty like yeah. it can be and that's the good stuff yeah. so like you know we we could might we could make you know, we could like go on some sort of film endeavor for the next five years starting tomorrow and it could be hard and blah, 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 blah. But if it's bad, you know, and you put that up against, you know, some big old canvas that this guy, you know, cut himself over yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. Like, and, and it spoke to, spoke to more people on some, some sort of level, then it would be better. And, mm-hmm. and, and it wouldn't be questionable. You could say that, the film was harder to make harder. Yeah, quote unquote. But would it be better? That's why art's so weird. That's why yeah. I love talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that opens up a great question. What do y'all think about critiquing art? Because I like, so I rate movies on IMDb only to remember that I've seen them. Me too. Like, I don't actually think about, like, the big short was 7 out of 10. And every time <laughs> I do it, you know, it's yeah. like, and I actually rated it more, just saying. Um <laughs> <laughs> This Selena Gomez scene really won you over. It really did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Selena, is Margot she Robbie got me. Yeah. Oh, Margot, Margot Robbie. Robbie. No, Selena Gomez did it too. Oh yeah, she's really? at the gambling yeah, table. Yeah, she's the gambling. Oh yeah. yeah. I was. Cool. I know what I'm talking about. You do. Thank you. You're right. Um, <laughs> but whenever I think about like rating a movie, like that's such a weird thing to take this, like you were saying, huge labor-intensive thing, and just reduce it to like eh, six out of ten. Yep. Or even like eh, ten out of ten. Like, I feel like it's so, art is, and this sounds really pretentious, but I think it's true, so nuanced that it's very hard to mm-hmm. critique. Yeah. Well, what do y'all think? I think a lot of it depends, and art's so, like, fluid yeah. and stuff, but, like, it's just how you feel about it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I could show someone something and it resonates with them. And then someone else and it doesn't, and so they'll hate it, and the other person will be like, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just the art you make is should be just for yourself yeah not yeah. for anyone else because anyone's going to interpret it any way they want and if people so. hate it they have at least a reaction to it you know mm-hmm. that's true I, if we're talking about critiquing form i yeah, think that's, that's completely valid yeah mm-hmm. like, like craftsmanship and stuff yeah. like that and sound quality that yeah, type of stuff but then there's this whole topic of like i was talking to brooks before about how like there's this whole wave of film movement where like film, like neorealism and French New Wave and all those hipster sounding words. <laughs> um, but they valued things, the mise-en-scene, which is mm-hmm. the feeling, the mm-hmm. yep. ambiance, um, being natural and ugly and jump cutty mm-hmm. and scratchy and not great audio and audio that overlays too much and just people don't look pretty. 
and yeah it speaks to their message you know and some people hate it and some people love it yeah. obviously because there's like a whole generation of people who want to be want to be in france and yeah. the 60s and yep. yeah smoking, smoking cigarettes yeah like a movies but you, you think that that well i mean like you said that you would make films that you would that you make art for yourself and not for others i think sometimes yeah i think art is an expression of what that person is feeling unless you're trying to appeal to a commercial well no but then why, why make it why make art if, if it's, it's if for it's yourself, just for you it should come from just being for you why because <laughs> that's Here such a go. hard thing to explain um because if it's not for you then who is it for the world but then you have to share if you it. don't care about what you're making why make it if well, it doesn't have emotional you do care about it that's emotional you, impact or value it. for you why would you make it no that's what i'm saying if you find something that, that that I think we're saying the same thing. I think so too. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you have yeah. something that that <laughs> It's not just I'm not saying like it's just for you. I'm saying I thought you were saying it was just for you. No, no, no. Like in in the first intent it's something that you want to make. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And then it's for others once you let it go, but right. behind it it's yours. I see. And Well, yeah, cuz he did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Both. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Y'all no, I thought I things. thought you were saying something else too. I was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What Karen and I were talking about before uh, we started the podcast was that uh, she's been watching a lot of French New Wave stuff for class. And yes, for yeah. class. <laughs> Not because I like it. No, yeah. I do really you do like, like it. it. I do yeah, love you do it. Like it's it. awesome. It's <laughs> amazing. And I was saying how like I that stuff kind of, kind of turns me off in in theory because I've never actually like dove into any any like experimental films but there was this one guy in one in a class that i took that would only make experimental stuff for like his projects mm-hmm. and when it came to critiquing time you couldn't critique it because everything that you said he could just say oh well you just don't get it you know like yeah it, like it, it you just don't you don't get what i'm going for yeah and i think that's a problem because mm-hmm. <laughs> art yeah. should be uh critique open to critique yeah yeah and like it's also it also goes into like art opening itself up to arrogance and yeah. like mm-hmm. self self worship, just like intellect. Like intelligent people and artists tend to be pretentious. Why? <laughs> because of talent. And like if you have if you have something really golden, really good, mm-hmm. you stand to fall in love with yourself. Yeah, you yeah. can at least. And yeah, I just I just don't like that, but that's it's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's even more prevalent now when when you can see like how many likes a YouTube video got, like a short film on YouTube yeah. got or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like quote unquote public info. You know, like my short film got a thousand views, yours only got five hundred. Like that right. just even fuels people mm-hmm. even more, and then hurts the people who you know are on the lesser scale of that so mm-hmm. like i try really hard to not worry about numbers and we were actually talking last night after we dropped care off on the way to brooks's apartment that i like i care too much about the numbers um when yep. it comes to followers or likes or whatever like yeah. i i hate that i care yeah but we, we, we agreed it's like it's like yeah it the, sucks it's <laughs> like the animal in us loves it yeah but 
you think about it for another second, it's like, I don't actually care. Like, yeah. if I, it, you know, like if you bring yourself into like the real world, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you don't really care. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the instinct is to be like, that this feels good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. You know? Exactly. That constant, uh, like feedback. You yeah, know? it's great. It's, it's like a super quick endorphins. Return. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can post something and you're immediately getting like positive or negative feedback about it. Yeah, um, but you know, I've, that's kind of like new, I think, to our time because back in Van Gogh's years, you know, I mean, he can paint something, but he's not going to get feedback from thousands of people unless it's like seen in person from a thousand people. Mm-hmm. But if he was painting today, posted on Instagram and you know, it's like, yeah, it's as if whenever we post something where people are telling us like the value of it, which, you know, mm-hmm. I think can be dangerous, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is a weird tangent, but it's got me thinking. There's just like no way to like know because there's so many artists that post things that are better than things that famous artists or not famous, but like Instagram famous yeah, or yeah, Twitter yeah. famous True. artists post. And it's all about like knowing how to brand yourself now yeah. rather than like I keep thinking of this saying and if you guys have had like art history you'll know like art for art's sake yeah like mm-hmm. creating something to create something mm-hmm. like a circle on a painting and that's art for art's sake and like yeah Duchamp and all that stuff but like I mean people can still do that but it doesn't matter unless you have a following yeah like mm-hmm. and that's kind of the scary thing and yeah. it's not even just in like our social realm of like being what are we like gen z or i've actually looked this up a lot recently like i think quote-unquote society would have referred to us as millennials but okay. if you look it up we're like technically gen z but there's some things that say we're not in a generation i just think that's yeah. definitely millennials oh yeah like, we came up in the time that the so like the that the yeah. technical yeah. stuff started happening we're like yeah. say we're on the, the verge for sure but yeah. like yeah so as millennials we feel like it's just us but like even in the art realm like now like things have changed so much with like artists and how they have to like sell their artworks and there's this whole weird like I just watched a documentary on it like two months ago or something mm-hmm. and it's great I wish I knew I'll have to figure out the name of it and okay. like link it because it's yeah we'll amazing. put it in the description of the episode but um it's really good and it's about um the art market and how like warped it is in Mm -hmm. money and it's all just intrinsically caught up in money and it's kind of the same thing with the idea of like followers yeah Mm -hmm. like it's just switching with us to be (laughs) so much consumer follower based yeah i got a theory that all modern art you know like the modern art that you've seen is like who the hell would buy that it's i can do that yeah it's just like shapes or whatever i have a theory (laughs) that it's all money laundering so like it's oh. so like you know how like so like okay. you know like these very very rich like aristocrat people yeah. like they are doing shady stuff yeah and they gotta pay people for it but you can't you can't pay people for shady stuff the IRS will see it so some guy somewhere they pay some dude to paint something yeah you know like a line with a line and <laughs> and then they funnel through this guy like I don't know ten million dollars. Yeah. And well, it's not an actual theory, but well, it's, <laughs> to go it's funny. you should watch the documentary cuz a lot of art purchases is money laundering. The all really? art market is basically just money laundering and so I was right. You're kind of right, but people wow. the intent of the artist like 
there's so many like yeah anyone can put a line on yeah. a canvas or a circle on a canvas or paint one block red one block black yeah. but mm-hmm. there is intrinsic feeling behind those things you know it's like yeah. anyone yeah. can make a movie about space exactly anyone can make a movie about friendship mm-hmm. yeah but why is yours important to yeah. you you know exactly so you are right about the laundering but i do think there's intent behind have those yeah. paintings i agree i agree and, too well not always i would i used to say if if this was me two years ago, I would say that that's all crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no exceptions. Like if, if it's bad, it's bad. I still tilt more that way, but I am more, I guess, liberal about it now. Yeah. Because like, just I don't know. It's so hard to can. Like I used to hate Duchamp so much. I used to hate, 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 hate Duchamp. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy. If you don't know, his famous, most famous piece of artwork was uh, finding a urinal. Oh, that guy. And okay. a dumpster. Yeah. He put it upside yeah. down on a wall and painted someone else's name on it. Just pissed me off so much <laughs> that, <laughs> that we, we talked. Got him. Jokes. Got him. <laughs> we talked about that in a, a class one time. And the professor opened the floor for discussion. <laughs> and I just wouldn't have it. <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. This yeah. is not art. Everyone was like, and, and the professor was brilliant, and she mm-hmm. could explain why it was. Yeah, and I just would not cease. So Brooks sent out the link to the podcast, the very first podcast that we actually posted on the day of this recording to yep. his father, and um, this is what his father responded. Brooks, take it away. So I, I sent it to him, and, and he responds with only interesting, <laughs> and I was like, "What? No punctuation, Dad? right? No punctuation." <laughs> At least it was capitalized. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> and I said, did you, did, did you listen to it? And he responded, yep, heard it tip to tip while I had lunch. I've never listened to a podcast before, so I didn't know what to expect. Kind of like an audio uh, audio webpage, but live. <laughs> <laughs> What's an audio webpage? I think, I think he means an audio book. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Audio What's your favorite audio web page? Audio web pages. <laughs> My dad's not that old. Uh, <laughs> dad's like 94. But live. I learned what Tungsten Originals is, who y'all are, what you like about SCAD, some strengths, weaknesses of the team, and some of your collective experiences. Good intro, but how do you get people who aren't friends and fam to listen? What's the hook? Okay, we're still answering that question, Brooks's dad. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a good. That's a it's great a, that, response. Yeah. I was one, yeah, I was. Wow. Tip to tip, he doesn't worry that he was going to be like, uh, "What's this all about?" (laughs) Like, that's very nice to hear. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried for a second. Yeah, Yeah. interesting. Interesting. Mm. Don't come back over the break. Yeah, (laughs) I've heard better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think about like, what? What do you remember? What your like teacher explained about Duchamp, like her reasoning about why it is art. It was Did a you lot. block it out? I it was, can. It, it was a lot. I can dive in if you want. Yeah, I please. Have, sure. It's basically art because it the whole scheme of that paint or not painting uh, sculpture was him entering this competition for artists, and they accepted. You got to pay to be in it. Okay. And. This is all a little foggy, but like yeah. he paid to be in it with that, but it was among all this great art, and I think he got rejected. And oh, okay. So it's all about how art sh- doesn't have like labels mm-hmm. to what it can and can't be, sort of like in the grand scheme of it. There's definitely more behind it. Yeah. But it ties back into the art for art's sake, mm-hmm. dealio. Yeah, it's it's like you can't 
I mean, I get it. It's still kind of... It's just frustrating. It pisses you off, though, because you live in the context of now. Yeah. In the context of then, like, looking at it from people who have only ever seen paintings mm-hmm. and sculptures and just, like, I think at that time recently photos, like, mm-hmm. them seeing a urinal and someone being like, this is art, makes you think. Like, it back does. then, it would they probably, like, were all like, why? And that's why I appreciate uh, it. Because, yeah. it, like, that that's where I do appreciate it. Because it's... It's a necessary form of art. Mm-hmm. The art that says how far can you go with it being art. Yeah. Like when does it stop being art? And I think that that's what it, obviously not all the uh, postmodern people were doing, but like yeah. at least some of them. And I respect that because it's a really, it, it just seems necessary. It's like we have a scale of, of different types of art. Yeah. And like those would be around the edges because like they're really they're really trying to push the boundaries like a good comedian you yeah. know they're trying to yeah. find the line of like yeah. what their can art you do? is defining art exactly figuring out how <laughs> the constructs of it yeah and i think yeah. it's fascinating i still hate it i i would never which is good it's good to hate art as long that's as you the, have a particular yeah. emotion that's good i'm so glad you said that because i yeah i just agree <laughs> you agree or disagree? No, I agree 100% okay. that it's that it's like it's okay to not like something just for not like. I mean, of course you need to have a reason, but that also makes me think of like how much art is valued in a money like monetarily, financially, cuz David Hockney recently recently as in like within the past like last year like 6 months or something broke the record for um most money sold for an art piece by a living artist and it was like mm. this huge picture that he did of uh, a guy looking at a pool and it's like very legendary i guess and it sold for like 80 million or something I'm telling you you well, were right about the money laundering like, <laughs> i have to be i mean like yeah. it's so ridiculous which is a crazy amount of of money but like you know i guess if someone wanted to buy 38,000 for a million bucks then you know in their eyes i guess it's worth a million bucks yeah. and hopefully that person is out there be sure to contact me here's my phone number it kind of works in the sense of bitcoin i don't know like yeah. where you buy something for an insane price but mm-hmm. then you're able to later on sell it for an even more insane something price. arbitrary yeah yeah like yeah actually arbitrary yeah yeah that uh, something made me so happy recently like I, I don't know when this happened exactly but uh the salvatore mundi salvatore uh, Salvador Dali? No, the 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 painting by Van Gogh, I think. Oh. The, the painting of Jesus was sold. Oh. It was the most expensive. Like it was the most. Like the super ever paid ugly for. painting of Jesus, or no, not no, the one that the, was messed up. I know okay. what you're talking yeah, okay. about. I'm talking about this. Like, within the last year, mm. this painting that I, I'm pretty sure it was Van Gogh did of Jesus, sold for five billion dollars. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. And like, it's insane. It's it's ridiculous, but it made me really happy because it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, a urinal. It wasn't a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> and like, again, I, I say that I respect that now, but yeah. it made me happy that the most anyone's ever paid for a painting was something that was just objectively beautiful. I mean, yeah. the painting is mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, It's just like the face of Christ, and it's like, I mean, you know how he did his paintings. It was like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it just pierces your soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I'm obsessed with beauty, and I always have been. It's like, that's why my original gut reaction to like postmodernish art is always like adverse because yeah. I just yeah. love beauty. What's like, the most beautiful piece of art you've seen? 
Oh, that's a huge question. I, so. no, that's I, a really no, good question. I think I have an answer. Can I add a little tidbit really sure. quick here? I yeah. just want to throw in that we all aren't art history majors and Absolutely we all not. may have errors in the history of things oh, we are saying big time. for sure. Yeah. So um, if anyone has any corrections for us, please add them. 100%. But um, just know we're coming from a completely like art student objective. Yes. We forget what we learn. Oh, view. yeah. Whenever so. and whenever you do critique us, put it in an iTunes review after you've rated us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> so just rate us five stars and put it in the comments of of the post. But yeah, I totally like <laughs> anything I say, probably wrong. Unless it's like about my personal experience. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so thank you. I forget that other people don't know that. Yeah, no. But that's how I go into every situation. I always <laughs> listen to podcasts thinking the people talking are like the smartest people in the entire <laughs> yeah. world. And I'm like, I don't want people to think that about me talking yeah. about mm-hmm. that urinal and not knowing exactly what I'm saying about yeah. Duchamp. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but what's the most beautiful painting you've seen, Brooks? I've, it, or just or, art, artist art, art. It was a sculpture. Uh, okay. It was, I was in Rome on a mission trip right after no it was spring break of senior year of my high school and we went to uh the vatican and nice. oh. it was the pieta by michelangelo mm-hmm. and it's the it's the statue of uh mary holding dead jesus mm-hmm. sorry for double jesus references <laughs> <laughs> wait jesus dies spoiler dude yeah jeez thanks uh, hey, <laughs> got him but uh it's just it's so Utterly mesmerizing. Yeah, it's just absolutely unreal. Yeah, how beautiful it is. Sculpture, like, it's just crazy. right there. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, Mary weeping, holding you know the dead body, and like, and she's draped in like cloth, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's not. It just takes your breath away, honestly. Yeah. Like in person, especially, it's yeah. just unreal. And like that's what I love. And like, like I said, I'll, I've said it a billion times, but like the the postmodern art is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. But you don't have to uh, like it, it though. Yeah, you don't have to like it. But I, I'm just obsessed with that with that art that just makes you in it's not even uh, stuck in, in sculptures or paintings, like movies too. Like when I finish a movie and like I just can't help but just break into yeah. several pieces. Yeah. Like that's what I love. And like y- you yeah. could there are some, I'm sure, experimental films that we'll watch together that... They're mm-hmm. not... Ex- okay, I want to clarify. Oh, they're, not they're not experimental. They're just time periods. They're just different styles of filmmaking. Oh, okay. Experimental, I think, refers more to, like, suggesting yeah, how do you influence of design yeah. and time and, like, n- more abstract ideas mm-hmm. where this is just cinema, like cinema history. It's just what wasn't going on in America. People think oh, that see. westernized uh, media and film is, mm-hmm. like the only and then everything else is different which everything else is different in its own way but it's still telling a story and has a narrative I so see. it's still narrative uh, okay. filmmaking gotcha they're just utilizing different components like the camera is a person in some right. of them and like um they talk more about politics in some of them and the way they direct the camera breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. that sort of stuff so gotcha it's not experimental it's just a different way of narratively telling a story have you okay. ever watched experimental films yeah 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 i really i like it a lot yeah. i was gonna i was trying to think of an experimental film that i liked mm-hmm. as my answer to the question but yeah. i can't recall any yeah as mm-hmm. of right now but yeah, yeah i've never seen any i'll have to, have to figure out some out, out. Yeah. yeah to show you guys do a little movie club but yeah, I love, love, love art. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna save the world. Yeah, I believe hope that. So. What hope about something you, West? does. What's I've been thinking. Um, like it's hard. 
it's really hard for me to right now think of like one piece. I'd have to go back and look at like things that I've taken pictures of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just talk about like different exhibits. Um, the High Museum of Art in Atlanta is a great museum that everyone should definitely check out. And uh, one time I went there and they had a whole floor that was original. Um, oh, what is his name? Oh, no. I'm gonna, people are going to hate that I'm forgetting this. <laughs> uh, Dan. No, the dude who did the soup can. The Andy Warhol. Andy oh, Warhol. Yeah. I am so sorry to everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, so they had a whole uh, exhibit floor, and it's like you know five or six floors or something, this huge museum of um, original Andy Warhol pieces and like that this guy in Seattle somehow got <laughs> access to, and that mm. was just really incredible because it was all the different types of art. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just so good um i really like uh photography exhibits mm-hmm. like like film photography like during the civil rights movement and stuff mm-hmm. um you should definitely check out uh eudora welty she photographed mississippi during the great depression um oh. and went on to become a writer she's like one of the most prominent artists from mississippi mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting to see the perspective of you know like what life was like in my home state at mm-hmm. the at, it's like not lowest point, but you know, that's at one of the hardest times, obviously post civil war. Um, so like photography exhibits really, really get me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but whenever I was in New York in December, I got to go to, uh, the Met, um, and the Met Royer and I got to see some original Van Gogh. And that Mm -hmm. was just like so weird because it was one of those things. Like, I don't know the name of the of the painting I'll, I'll link it in the description but um it's like of this woman and the background's like really yellow and i like saw it out of the corner of my eye and i like was like i've seen that in our art history textbooks mm-hmm. and i went over and saw it and it's just so surreal to think that what i'm looking at was painted decades ago yeah. by one of the most prominent painters mm-hmm. you know so and we still have it yeah, and it's like, it's, and it's a miracle. Like that's the real thing. That's yeah. not a copy of it. That's exactly what it was. And then like in that same space, they had the his self portrait, and it's actually like double sided on one side. So the self portrait, it's a, a different painting. Um, and yeah, it's just so surreal to see stuff of that age. Um, and you know, also went to the Louvre in Paris, and I mean, that's also just crazy. Jeez. Like like sculpture doesn't grab me and mm-hmm. give me an emotional like effect like photos or movies can Mm -hmm. but it's still crazy to look at them and and think about how old they are and sculpture is one of those things like i've talked to my dad about it he says that like he thinks sculpture is like one of the most respectable art forms because you're starting off with like a block of marble i would agree and and then especially those pictures of like fabric how they can make the fabric look like it's see-through yeah i was about to say that like some of those like old greek statues yeah just if you like get up close to them you can see like someone like if it's two people like grabbing each yeah. other, you, you can see where like their fingers yeah. are giving into their belly or something because like mm-hmm. they're usually always naked and it's yeah. beautiful. It's so <laughs> like, incredible. Like the, the skin, like they, they make they make the marble look like you can go up and press it into yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. It's just it's mind blowing. <laughs> it really, is. and it's something else. And to think that they didn't do that, didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do that. Like. In now, modern now yeah, with, with like, like tools, I know <laughs> they had like a metal pick and a hammer, 
and that's yeah. what they did, and it took them forever, and that just <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's the only well. reason why I liked art history because I was just yeah. floored every day. Yeah, yeah. I hated having by to what memorize people stuff. are able to create. Yeah, the stuff. memorizing sucks. Yeah. But... That was, I had a great professor when I was in Hong Kong studying, and he never made us memorize a single thing. We just had oh, to man. know how really? to contextualize and discuss. And I did this whole thing about um, male voyeurism. In, oh, cool. Um, Ooh. In paintings about. Oh. These like bathing rooms that <laughs> yeah. okay. were like taken from the Middle East and then made European, and okay. they would always have naked women in them, and it was very like sexual and it's yeah. it's really interesting. But um, hmm. yeah, I didn't know what the word voyeurism meant until oh, then, really? and I was like, wow, Isn't it just like <laughs> peeping, new. peeping. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? Voyeurism. It's like. <laughs> Do I it's sound like, dumb? <laughs> voyeurism <laughs> is peeping. I thought it was. But Mr. Judge, I was just peeping. <laughs> It's I'm not l- even really sure what I mean, it means I mean, I, like, I can't give you, like, a full, like, the definition that you're going to get from Google. But I thought it, it's, a voyeur was just, like, one who voyeurs. spied and, like, yeah, yeah. Sure. peep. Yeah. You want to look it up, Kara? Yeah. Real quick? I'll look it up. I was trying to <laughs> find, I found my my favorite piece of art. Oh, what is it? Let's talk about that. So it's more interesting it's by... than the definition <laughs> of voyeurism. <laughs> and it's part of an experimental film, I think. Ooh. I would okay, say it's cool. experimental. But um, Liliana... Porter came and did yeah. other stories. I remember that. Which is this exhibition of like tiny little figurines mm-hmm. and she would place them everywhere in this it was in the SCAD museum. I was and working when that came in. They did like they were all doing funny little things but then they had this video room yep. which played the weirdest videos <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen and there's this mm. one of a pink doll. Well no there's two of this pink doll and I have them saved on my phone because they are my absolute favorite thing. Yeah. And they're so scary and this creepy orchestra not orchestra like uh vocals are playing in the background yeah it's just like ooh, and it's just this <laughs> doll with bright blue eyes and it's just yeah. zooming in on her face and then zooming out and then zooming in on another one and then zooming out and cutting and it's yeah. so weird but you can just if it, it just feels right and then my second favorite one is by I that's had your a, favorite piece of art ever You've seen. No, I mean I have no That's clue. Just one oh, of them. Okay. What okay. my favorite piece of art is? Oh well, well, like I think the most beautiful, yeah, would be not that one, but sorry, favorite I'm literally and most beautiful are very different. That's yeah, very true. I can tell I you agree. my favorite piece of art. That's why I have. We talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. I have favorite movies and movies that are just really good. Important. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, because um, like, yeah, Janet Cardiff and George Burns Miller, two works. There's okay. a sound exhibition. And it's this like shed and it has windows in it so you can look, but there's a whole lighting ring in it and this full blown orchestra yes, plays through. I saw that. It's amazing. Awesome. Records totally turn cool. on and off, shadows move. Yeah. It's wow. complete. It's the coolest thing and it's like 15 minutes long or something mm-hmm. and you wow. can watch the whole thing and it made me cry the first time I watched it. There's this whole part where everything turns like um, white light. So it's like an installation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the chandelier moves and it's just orchestra music and then it turns to like um, rock music mm-hmm. and then it goes and it's about love and it's so wow. so good. It's really and I, I didn't think that it was going to affect me at all. Yeah. And I walked in and I was like what is this garbage? Like and then I like <laughs> yeah. stayed for the whole thing. Like I, I it was just ending and so I watched the next round. Yeah. And it actually like moved me for yeah. whatever reason. It's it was it was miraculous. Like it, that's probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Gotcha. It was um, pretty incredible. My favorite piece of art, though, mm-hmm. and I guess this is debatable. Not it's, not if it's your favorite. That's actually not debatable, debatable at all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Monty Python. Okay, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> is my oh, please explain? Yeah, go in. Okay, I don't think it. I don't think it is debatable. I think Monty Python is art because it 
combines comedy and there's aspects of illustration and animation that are just like absolutely wonderful and it's completely abstract and random and amazing and it's the best thing and it's also like directly linked to my childhood so that's another reason it it is so you it just makes perfect sense yeah Yeah. i'm so mad that i wasn't a white british male at that time (laughs) because i think it could have really killed it (laughs) probably i I just they netflix just added the like um tv show yeah um Mm -hmm. and i've been watching that like crazy and if you guys have never seen silly walks you should watch the episode (laughs) or skit called silly walks good it's really Kara good. showed me it whenever I was at her apartment one time. It's really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, but no, and it's just great. Yeah. I think Monty Python would be my aesthetic if I had to have an aesthetic. Okay. I don't ever want to have an aesthetic. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Fair it's enough. too constraining. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I mean, I think you can have. I mean, I do hate the word aesthetic. I think you can have one. I just don't know what it means. Like, what, what, like yeah, because everyone uses it differently. Yeah. yeah, like you can say, "Oh, that's aesthetically pleasing," and I get that. Yeah, you know, that's that's dumbed down enough for me. Mm-hmm. But when people say, "Ooh, the," <laughs> no, I just don't know what it means. Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's referred to like people curating their Instagrams to all have like a you know green oh, hue yeah. or something, and yeah. it's like, oh, that's so my aesthetic. I don't, I feel like ba- people have turned it to just mean like I like this. Like you can just say I like something mm-hmm. instead of it being your aesthetic. But I do kind of hate that word. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, yeah, exactly like you said. Like stuff can be aesthetically pleasing. My mise en scène yeah, is Monty Python. That reminds me a lot of like what I think is going on with movies right now. Yeah, I think movies are being made these days to be liked and not. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. And that's it. I think movies that are in theaters are being made to be liked right now. I think there's a lot of movies pushing a lot of boundaries that aren't making it into theaters. Yeah, I'll say Hollywood. Hollywood is making movies that to be liked. And I think that's, I just think it's a big mistake. Yeah. But it still makes me happy that there's some directors and writers still in there that like, you know, they they have the the freedom to do what they want and they push the boundaries. It's weird though, because there's certain pushing boundaries that are like acceptable right now, like to make certain... Like notions, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Acceptable right now. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah, like um, it's really popular. Like, where it would be weird to make like a civil rights movie, probably in like two thousand nine, it would mm-hmm. be like mm-hmm. edgy. Right now, it's super popular. Yeah, that bothers me honestly. It really does because it's, it's, it's not starting from a place like like when I'm in a movie and and I'm watching the trailers and I see that like every single one. I know exactly why it's being made. Yeah. I know I, I could have called it the minute that this thing happened in society, whatever, like this movement yeah. happened. I could have been like, yeah, there's going to be a movie about that. Yeah. I don't like that because from, from at its very core, it's being made to say something that's, yeah. that's, 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 has been predetermined. Yeah. There was no, there was no search. There was mm-hmm. no journey to find out yeah. what this yeah. is. And, and they're, they're mostly true stories that, yeah. that are coming out. Yeah. Well, the true stories that are coming out are all based off of popular documentaries. Like the fact that there's an, two Ruth Bader Ginsburg movies coming out, that, yeah. but right after, right after RGB, a super popular documentary came out. Yeah. But it's not going to be as popular as those movies, yeah. mm-hmm. which sucks. It sucks yeah. so much. And like um, the, what's the... Won't You Be My Neighbor? Won't You Be My Neighbor. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Great, great documentary. Now there's a TV show called um, with Jim Carrey there's about- a, Oh, Kidding. Kidding. Yeah. About being a child TV show host. And, and, they're, it, and they're making, sorry to cut you off, but and they're making a narrative 
uh, feature with Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers yeah. as and well. And then Three what? Identical Strangers is now being made into a narrative film. Is it really? Pretty sure. Oh and my gosh. it's just they people can't people in Hollywood are just like waiting for these like independent documentaries of true stories yeah. to come out and see if they like get a hook. And if they do, they're like, okay, we're gonna go run with this. Wow. And do this. It's a cash grab. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's like they're it's like it's almost as if they're seeing letting the movies like write themselves. It's like, yeah. oh, well, the RBG movie did good at Sundance, which means people care about RBG, which means that whatever movie we make, whether it's good or not, is going to do well. That's yeah. a very interesting observation. Or like the nostalgia frenzy going on right now with like, oh, remaking yeah. Lady and the Tramp and Aladdin yep. and Cinderella and all yep. those things. Lion because King. people will go see it. Yeah. They're remaking Indiana Jones. What? With Chris Pratt. Isn't what? that oh, the most... Whoa! It's not enough time. Like that's just not. Yeah. Like I can understand doing it in twenty years or something, but it's just not enough time yeah. right now. I'm not even a big Indiana Jones person. That's I've only I'm seen. A huge I've only seen the Indiana last Jones one. person. I love him. I need to watch more. It's not You've that I'm only against. seen the last. I've one. only seen the Crystal Skull. One. Well, no, oh my god! Of course god. you're not a big Indiana no. Jones person. No. Okay, then. hold on. I'm saying I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying like I haven't. I know it's good. I know Indiana Jones is a no, good I know. series. No, I, I know what you're saying. Like, you're saying I'm not a big Indiana Jones person because I've seen the worst one. Of course. Like yeah. if that yeah. were me, I'd be like, "Yeah, it's not good." What are you guys talking about? Yeah. But I do know it's good. Okay, Crystal Skull isn't bad. Oh yeah, it is. I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> I think it's terrible. I saw it when I was like thirteen. I just love. Kara's so forgiving. But... <laughs> I just love Indiana Jones. Yeah, just as the person, like. Well. <laughs> but... I just want to marry an Indiana Jones. Does that <laughs> okay. make sense? Like a guy that we're wears talking a about hat. the move. A guy that wears a hat. Okay, that's Ooh, quick tangent uh, <laughs> about hats and guys. If you could marry a movie character, who would it be? Oh man, Ooh. Ooh. I have several. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you want to dive in? Can you Start dive in off, first, Brooks. please? Yeah, sure. Uh, spawn ideas for me. So yeah. Oh, I already have mine. Sorry. Uh, I got a few. So maybe uh, Mia from La La Land. Easy. Uh, then does that make you Ryan Gosling? Yeah, duh, duh. That's the point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, just any Ryan Gosling movie where he likes a girl. Just any of those. Uh, <laughs> the girl from Tangled with the long hair. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but she's animated. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but when I saw that movie as a kid, I was like, she is so beautiful. Damn. Yeah, especially when she cut the hair off and it was just short and brown. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved it so much. And I told my friend that, and he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think I just brought that up to talk about Tangled. I, mean, <laughs> I know what mine That's would fine. be, though. What's yours? Who? Anakin. I would love. From what movie? Really? From Star Wars. Yeah, but from which one? Yeah, the, all wh- of them. when he's a child. Oh, so yeah, when he's a child? No, not when he's a child, dumbass. <laughs> all of them. Okay, well, predator. what about when he's Darth Vader and he's all goopy? Yeah. I, well, okay, no. He's a goopy boy. I want to be Padme. I want to okay. die in childbirth. I thought he killed her. I, I thought she died in childbirth. She... Star Wars fandom is going to come and just okay. wreck. <laughs> no, she dies in childbirth. Huh. The yeah. prequels are bad. Change my mind. No. Okay. No one's going to. <laughs> no one. Yeah. And then any movie with Adam Driver in it, sold. <laughs> Adam um, Driver's pretty dope. He's, he's a good boy. Pretty. He's a great actor, too. He's pretty. Big fan. Pretty attractive. Yep. Isn't it convenient that he's pretty... shirtless in a lot of Star Wars, them, that Star Wars movie? Uh, just for the last one, and it was stupid. That last Star Wars movie was... Not good. Wait, which Come one? Come at me. Are we talking about? Uh, not Solo. I didn't see it. Me neither. Uh, uh, Last Jedi. Is that what it's called? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it's uh, whatever. It's a movie. I really liked. I was 
I really liked the first new one that J.J. Uh, Abrams did. The Force seven. Awakens? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, and everyone so was like, good. oh, it was like the, it was the same as the other one. I was like, I don't care. I really liked yeah. it. It made yeah. me happy. And I was so excited to see the trilogy continue. But what we got was just pandering Cash and crab. garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, it just made me sad. Yeah. Ooh, Jack Black. Yeah. Jack Black's awesome. He's on YouTube now. Love. We're going to collab Rock. with him soon. School, School of Rock. Rock is my favorite movie of all time. It's nice. amazing. Favorite uh, movie. Like, it's the most... <laughs> like, as a kid, most influential movie for, like, a child to watch, I think. I think it's just... I never watched it as a kid. Just brilliant. I know just every fantastic. single word of that movie. I think I might do. Let's Can, watch it. Let's watch point. it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be another episode of <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Drunk Watching School of Rock. Drunk but, Watching School of Rock. That sounds I like mean, one episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, or just, is that the whole show? Just one episode. Oh okay. and then one episode's cup stacking. Oh. <laughs> and then okay. another episode is me cutting Brick's hair. Nice. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I forgot stuff. about that. Yeah. It's gotta happen. We'll do that. Uh I would be more than happy to be in any movie in which Emma Stone is the romantic interest. God. Wait, not Emma Stone. Sorry. Well, I mean, yeah, Emma Stone. Like Emma Watson. Emma Watson. She is something else. It's She's elementary. a cutie. She really is. So, like Harry Potter. I used to want to be like when I was reading the Harry Potter books. I was like, you know what? I perfectly align with the lead character, which is what uh, all pieces of literature want yeah, you to feel like. Let's say it was like <laughs> so it's it was almost like it was made to be that <laughs> way. Wait, okay. I would so. love to be the Princess Bride. Just adding that in. Okay, if gotcha. I could be the Princess Bride and have a undisclosed man chase after me for an extremely long <laughs> okay. amount of time. <laughs> undisclosed man is my favorite Shel Silverstein poem. Um, <laughs> so kind of kind of cringy story about me thinking I was Harry Potter. When I was in fourth grade, I have a very distinct memory. I was reading, I forget which one it is, um, but the book where he starts, like, I guess, quote unquote, dating uh, Cho Chang. I think it's the... Cho Chang? Yep. I think it's like the third or fourth one. I don't know. Uh, it's the fourth one. It's the Goblet of Fire. You know that. I know that. Yeah. Are you sure the? Okay, sure, whatever. The fourth one is. The <laughs> yeah, and then fifth one's Phoenix. Okay, sorry. Um, no. Okay, can we? It doesn't I just matter. Saw the movies. <laughs> really? Yeah, I can't read. You guys know this. <laughs> I only read right. up to the fourth one, and then I was oh like, Oh my god. Okay. Well, then I'm the I'm the authority on this. I've read. I don't all of, think you are the authority. I on think it. I've I've read all the books and I've seen all the movies. So. Authority established. (laughs) (laughs) Take it away. Who knows if I'm going to keep any of this. So in fourth grade, I was reading the book of the Harry Potter series where he's like dating Cho Chang. And I remember walking to the bathroom in the middle of the class and I passed a classroom. And actually, this might be... (laughs) (laughs) What? Is it sad? I feel like it's going to get sad. It's not sad. (laughs) It's just definitely not like the most politically correct thing so oh, all right maybe not well please i'm just gonna say it and, and then y'all can tell me if this is should be left in or not so okay please have have mercy on me i was literally in fourth grade so i didn't know how the world worked you know everyone was racist in fourth grade yeah and i passed um a classroom and i saw the the one person in our whole school that was like of asian heritage asian. and in my mind <laughs> One might call that Asian. And in my mind, I was like, I got a dater. <laughs> because that's what that's what Harry was doing at, of the, course. at the time of the story. So I was like, well. Not to mention, uh, West cut a scar into his head so that he yeah. would be yep. That is the also true. Did you do yeah. that, actually? No, I did not do that. <laughs> okay. 
Like, no, damn. no, it's in my back. Commitment. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a huge. It's just, just a to huge assert era. his dominance over Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, forehead. And mine's in my whole back. <laughs> but yeah, I remember looking at her and I, like caught a glimpse of her and kept. It's not like I sat there and just like stared at her, but I like caught you did a, that later. Yeah, I did that later on the playground. Um, I caught like a, a passing glance and I just remember walking and I was like, well, I mean, naturally, I got of course got a date her because that's just how it works. That's how this story is working. And then I actually ended up dating um, what, my best friend's sister and marrying her to, you know, keep up with the uh, the story. Oh, I see. Mm. Like, what is that? <laughs> What's happening? Did you ever pursue this girl? No, I never talked to her at all. <laughs> it was just a, 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 a thought? It was just like if I, if I truly am. Yeah, she was just a thought. No, <laughs> not at all. Um yeah, and it's not. It wasn't anything against her. It's just I, in no way, would have approached girls. Well, yeah, as a self-conscious thing. To perfectly tie that back in. Perfectly tied in, Kara. Art mimics life, man. It really does. You know. It really does. Just the ebb and flow of art. Wow, what a great tie-in. And like <laughs> chakras and stuff. You know. Yeah, we have just so many. Fully chakras. unlocked all of them. <laughs> I I unlocked them all that day. Yeah. It did. Luckily, I'm I'm glad I didn't try to, uh, you know, pursue anything. Can you imagine how dehumanizing that yeah, would be? Yeah, you'd be like, "What's your name?" And it's like, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like an American and name. And you're like, but like, come on. But like, what's your what's your name? Name. Yeah, but what's like your name? But. What's your surname? <laughs> it's so racist. Madam. It is so just bordering, bordering on racism. Um, I learned better. Well, when you I say it, up. yeah. <laughs> when you say racism, that's a things, funny story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I was in like elementary school, I had a Harry Potter fan club, and it was just oh. me and my cousin. <laughs> and there was like Did a test to get in. I think so. I we think had like every a test. club when you're like little yeah. has folder. You just need like mm-hmm. office supplies yeah. for it to feel it's real. real. Yeah. yeah, we have a stapler and stuff like that. Yeah, um, this isn't a Harry Potter podcast, but I just wanted to it dive in. But it can be. It can be. Put us in the in the comments uh, of your five star iTunes rating if you want this to be a Harry Potter podcast. And and who is your favorite Harry Potter? Put that in there too. It's <laughs> Passing the question off to you guys always. What do you guys think about yeah, it? Yeah, call to action. Tell us who your favorite Harry Potter is, whatever the hell that <laughs> means. I really like Harry Potter in the free. <laughs> Who's your favorite Harry Potter? Mm, Harry Potter. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Tungsten Podcast, everyone. Um, yeah, like I said, it really does help if you go to iTunes and uh, give us a rating. Um, it seems arbitrary now uh, since we're just starting, but... You know, tell us what works, what doesn't, what you want us to talk about. We are, like, more than open to... um, Please give us ideas. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, please, because every day before we record, it's like, what are we going to talk about? Um, Is there anything that y'all want to plug? Think about it this way. Yeah. Ladies and gents. Ladies and gents. What what, what else are you doing? You're listening to this. Exactly. If if you're hearing this, then you're hearing it. Yeah. You made it this far. Just scroll down and do the thing, you know? Don't be a... Don't be a... Don't be a dick. Just do it. Yeah. Unless you're driving. Unless you're driving. You know what? Pull over. <laughs> pull over or just pull your phone out. While you're driving? Just whip it out. Yeah. And, uh, whip out the phone. Give us a quick rating. And then die yeah. in an accident on the road. I mean, if there's anything that's going to be people's last action, I think it should be giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. I think that should everything else before that 
should be cut out. And, and it's just me just saying, saying that. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's just the only part of the podcast is me saying that. So yeah, a week ago when this is posted, we uh, released episode one of our Element series, which is a deep dive interview series where we explore artists three through uh, creators that we love. And a week after this one is posted, we are releasing Element uh, episode two uh, with uh, my roommate from freshman year of college who is a user experience designer. Episode one was with Darcy Ader. She's a documentary photographer. We had a lot of fun talking with her, and we had a lot of fun talking to Nick. Definitely check out both of those. Um, You can follow all of our social media links in the description of this podcast, um, and everything on social media is Tungsten Originals, uh, except for Twitter, because he can't fit that in. Um, So yeah, just go to tungstenoriginals.com, tell us what you want us to talk about, um, and if you want to suggest for anyone like that is in the Savannah area for us to interview, go ahead and do that. Um, we are more than happy to travel and, you know, take this thing on the road. So Love talking to people. We really do. Um, yeah. We're having a bunch of fun with this. Uh, thanks so much for all of the uh, positive feedback that we've gotten from episode one. Tell us what you want to hear. And um, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks, Bye-bye. Guys. See you later.